What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Burnout Brighter podcast. This is episode 82. My name's Matt. I'll be your host for this evening's events. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Darren. Hello. And my lovely co-host, Destiny. That's not even how we're going to be situated, I don't think. I think it's like one over and then down. Because I think I put myself in the bottom left corner. I think I put Darren above me and Destiny up here, I think. I don't think so. Well, but now, just watch the video and see where. My lovely, who knows where we'll end up. Lovely co-host Destiny around in this ether. <laughs> in this area somewhere. somewhere around here because that's right the podcast does have video now so if you are curious and you are just one of our audio listeners go check out the youtube find us over on burnout brighter where we have reviews and lots of stuff and the podcast now has our faces all over it so Look you can at see us face! being dumb oh, okay. oh my god <laughs> on this week's show we are going to be talking all about anxiety we each played a little game called Adventures with Anxiety. So we're going to be talking about that. And in terms of news, we're going to be talking all about Ghost of Tsushima getting a movie, indie games on Game Pass, Sony closing its PlayStation 3, PSP, and Vita stores, Pokemon Go developer making Pikmin. It's going to be one hell of a show. So thank you for joining us. But we are going to start out this episode as we always do with a round of random questions. And I'm going to start with Darren. Yes. Who I think is going to be up here. Darren, if I had yes. to ask you a question that I had not prepared for, like I do every week when I ask you a question that I did not prepare for, and as yes. I ramble on here, to, as I think about I got it. Darren, yes. let's yes. say Mr. Mr. Nint Nintendo comes okay. a knocking on your door, right? Mr. Nintendo comes on over, knocks on, on your door and says, hey, Darren, I want to give you lots of money. Okay. Okay. And I want you to design a Nintendo Land-esque theme park area to add on to Nintendo Land that's not Mario related. What? Right game would you turn into a part of an amusement park and like kind of how would it how would it go what are some of the things you can do there well Kirby. his first sorry <laughs> it's my question destiny sorry don't steal this from sorry. me sorry sorry listen darren something that you have to understand is when you're a couple shut up i knew you were gonna do that shut your mouth shared it's not me or you it's ours right? anyways Back to well, your question, your being plural. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so the first mistake was giving me a bunch of money. Um, the, the second mistake <laughs> was tr trusting me with this big decision. Um, I think Destiny clearly has thought about this more than I have already because I've had all this time and I still haven't decided. Because, like, my heart wants to say Metroid because uh, it's, like, my favorite game series. Um, but... Okay. I don't think that would sell well. Um, I, I think what they should do, I think the next logical step would be actually Legend of Zelda. Um, and I think the way this would work is obviously you got to have a roller coaster, like a thrill ride, and you've got to have a kid's coaster, and you've got to have like a navigation area, like our where Airgens right. like walk around in and gift shop. So the area 
would be modeled after uh like kokiri forest okay okay uh, like awkward of time kokiri forest so you've got your shops you've got like the great deku tree uh great deku tree by the way that would be the thrill ride uh it would actually be you'd go inside the tree and um this is where you'd kind of break the theming a bit on the inside of the tree would actually, I think be like a coaster that takes you around a bunch of different Zelda locations. Like you go into like okay. a portal basically, and you get like teleported around to like Skyloft or something. And then the roller coaster would be like, you'd be on the bird and the bird would be flying around from Skyward Sword. Um, okay. The, You'd have a side attraction of the Lost Woods, which would be like a maze, and you'd be like running around the Lost Woods. Okay. Um, and then the kids, like ride, I think, would be, um, probably just like, do you know that bird from Ocarina of Time, that really annoying bird that like asks you, "Do you understand?" and the default is no, and he'll say his long ass like spiel over and over <laughs> and over again as you're mashing through it. Right. Do you remember do you remember that at all? Are you trying to traumatize these children? Yeah. So that's not the ride. The bird the ride would be you'd sit on the owl's back and he'd like fly you over Hyrule. And like you'd get like an overview of the Kokiri Forest and like some of the other like attractions and stuff. Kind of like the Yoshi ride in Nintendo World. Yeah. You yeah. wouldn't make it like Navi, like float around on Navi and the entire time oh Navi God. can just ask you just just pepper you with questions. And no, things? what you would do is they'd give you like free headphones, and the entire time you're on the ride, Navi's just yelling in your ear the whole time. Hey, hey listen! listen. <laughs> hey, listen! Look over there! Hey, oh, hey, look over there! And and yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> hey, listen! Well, there'd be like a, a a petting zoo part with chickens that you can horses. pet. Yes, the cuckoos hmm. for and Matt. Yeah, exactly. Matt will come in, and and every kid will get an ice cream cone, and then or popcorn, something or popcorn that would attract the, the animals. Exactly. So you get the feeling not going of to this being assaulted place. by a flock of chickens, just like in the Zelda game. I love it. That's no, the best nothing. Part. I was I was in right up until the end, and now I am so That's far out. That's the best part. Kids love <laughs> animals. Yeah, sure. That's true. Yeah. Am I going I feel like nuts? I... Do you guys hear a bird? Yeah, it's outside. <laughs> <laughs> I and I can't like... control that. I cannot no, I control can't. the bird. I was just like, am I losing it? We're talking about chickens and all of a sudden this bird starts up? <laughs> Wait a minute. Like... Hold on. Hold on. I'm so sorry. This you just cut this. Jackie? Yeah. Can you can you close the window? <laughs> okay. I'm I'm not cutting this. <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay, so Darren would be all Legend of Zelda <laughs> horror nightmare theme. <laughs> oh, I was sitting here and I was I was convinced that I was starting to lose it. I was like, you know, I was wondering why your face was doing that. I thought it was because I was like thinking about the theme part, but then you were like, "Are those birds?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> all right so darren's legend of zelda chicken nightmare land mm -hmm. uh i was in right up until the end darren but you know what 
I appreciate how much you threw that together, but I now am going to do something I don't usually do, but I'm going to throw the same question to Destiny because you seemed so ready with that Kirby question, the Kirby answer, yeah. that I have to know what you're thinking about a Kirby-themed theme park. I want to know more, too. Kirby Please theme tell us park. more about the Kirby, the Kirby theme park. I didn't really think a lot about it. I just know Kirby's super cute, and I think he would merchandise really well. So that's okay. what I thought about. Plus, like, just think of all the different types of foods you could have that are, like, Kirby-vised or kirby Like a maximum kirby... tomato cake. Well, like I'm just a... thinking, like, how... Like, just all these, like, because he eats so much. Like, yeah. all these, like, he, cute little themed, like, restaurants and cafes that are, like, Kirby-themed. And then, like, food. I guess for, like, um, kind of, like, rides and stuff, I feel like because Kirby's so versatile, like, you could do so many things. And it doesn't have to be, like, within, like, one single world because Kirby's in, like, a lot of different worlds yeah so it could be like a like a mismatch of like just the different worlds that he's in and like each ride can be themed after like a particular kirby game in the world that he's in and i think like the roller coaster should look like the warp star so like you're flying on the warp star and like you said that you would be dope areas yeah I was just yeah and then i think for like little kids it could be like a huge like uh like kirby shaped thing where they go in and they jump and there's a bunch of like balls <gasps> and like kirby stuff oh, that's like, awesome. with, like yes. in his mouth yeah wouldn't that be cute yeah that's amazing yeah i think yeah, your answer is much better further. than mine. we can yeah because there's no chickens involved in hers it's obviously better <laughs> by default hers wins <laughs> i added that's... the chickens though so i feel bad <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. sabotage Darren's answer. No, I'm also <laughs> make a better one. I'm desperately trying to remember right now if there are chickens in a Kirby game so that we can work chickens back into this thing. There's got to be chickens. Think there are. I can't remember. No, I don't think there's any chickens in Kirby. God damn it. There's no. like. No. You're safe, Matt. You're safe <laughs> for Kirby. You know what? I'm going to go start playing every Kirby game just for the lack of birds. Um, <laughs> new favorite Nintendo franchise. Okay, so we got Kirby and we got Zelda for Mr. Nintendo coming and knocking on doors for new theme park stuff. Who has a question for me? How about we throw that same question to you and yeah. you okay, have fine. to add on to this park? Um, yeah. So for me, I would 100% make it Pokemon themed. That makes and sense. And like, I think that I, fits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it would be like they already have their like, so at their current one, right? You get like a bracelet when you go in, and there's like different little side things that you can do. I think it would be cool to use that to like catch different Pokemon that are like in specific areas around the park, oh um, and like yeah, you have you to can... do like different little mini games. Integrate with Pokemon yeah. Go. Integrate with Pokemon Go. But like kind of like I think it would be cool if you took it a step further and kind of like you know how like they have those buildings with laser tag in it. But yeah. you'd go in and you'd have like holographic like Pokemon that you actually fight with other people. I would oh, lose so my cool. mind. That would be really dope, right? I'm, I'm oh also thinking God. about like, like you could also have like a Pokemon Snap themed ride. So like at one of the ones in, in the, one of the Disney World things, there's like a Buzz Lightyear thing where you ride and you like you shoot stuff. But instead of shooting stuff, you would have like cameras that you would like look around the ride as it goes by and you're trying to like take pictures of Pokemon. I think that would be super dope. And that would be cute. And then, I think like, kids would really like that. 
Yeah. And I think it would be so easy to like have different rides themed on the different locations of Pokemon be like, you know, this one's a Johto ride. This one's a Kanto ride. And you have like different sets of Pokemon available in different areas and stuff. And like, I think, I think that would be really cool. I want, I want this now really bad. I think you should do it. I think you should um, also have like different centers like from the original Pokemon. And so like when kids go in, like maybe they can have something like if they have that thing, um, they get something if they visit each center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like, it'd be cool if they did like, uh, because I think the way that those things work as well is there's like a check in thing where you can see which activities you have and you haven't done. Same way you could like do that. And it would be like a Pokedex showing you which Pokemon you have and haven't caught yet. So, right. like, you know, you could run around and try and catch them all. That'd be cool. Mr. Nintendo, we have two great ideas for Nintendo-themed stuff. Please call us. And, and one, one of them the can also be a good one can also I be a good idea. I still think the Zelda one is really good. <laughs> I thought so too. Right until the the, the birds the were chickens. added. And they just went if right you don't downhill. hit the chickens, they don't attack you. That is that is the thing. They just don't like attack you unless you attack them. What do you mean, just like in real life? Chickens are little dinosaurs, and they're very mean. They don't attack you. They unless, do. Like... They okay. do. And actually, <laughs> for the okay. record, for the record, if you're going to do a Kirby theme park as well, you've got to have all of Kirby's friends there too, right? Mm-hmm. That's Guess true. What? They'll two be around Kirby's... a costume. Exactly. And two, that's four, two of Kirby's <laughs> friends... <laughs> are birds that is true there is but they're they, cute name, name, the, name them i'm trying nope, to remember too late their, it's been too long it's Kirby. it's in kirby's dreamland 3 they show up in kirby's dreamland 3 listen um everybody knows that kirby's dreamland 3 is the is the like the child that we don't talk about right that's the one that gets locked <laughs> in the basement and left there so like we don't talk about that one those birds would not be there and we can continue on with two and a half great ideas Anyways, <laughs> that was a good question that we all answered. Let's move on before we keep talking about stupid birds. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Destiny first. Destiny, what's new? What's been going on? Well, um, I've actually been doing gaming-related <laughs> stuff. What? So I picked up a game called um, Octopath Traveler. Yes. Oh, interesting. Octopath is really? great really enjoying it because it has like that vintage style but it's like an updated i don't know how to explain it but it's fucking cool what was the three-dimensional like 16-bit it's really weird yeah it's really weird but like amazing and the voice acting i didn't expect voice acting the voice acting is really well done in the game as well yeah so um where are you playing it on steam on steam nice Mm. so i spent a couple of hours playing that and then i discovered this adorable show oh my god it's so freaking cute it's called city of ghosts okay and it's like animated it's on netflix guys please check it out it's these little kids and they have like this little ghost there's only like six episodes. They have like this little ghost team, but like the animation is so dope and it takes place in LA. So like the scenery around it is like real pictures of LA. And I think Matt, you should watch the second episode. Cause it's not like um, each one is like its own contained episode, but mm-hmm. the second one is about this girl who's like a skater 
And so mm-hmm. she starts hanging out with this pro skater ghost. And it like the whole thing is kind of like it talks about like the skating scene in California and like how like um, they used to watch these VHS tapes. And back then they didn't have skate parks. They would just yeah. kind of build whatever they could build. And I know you're kind of into skating and like. Yeah. And stuff. So the episode is super fucking cute. Like the whole like the whole show and the way it's animated and the way it's done and the voice acting is like superb. I'll so check it out. I've been it watching looks really that. Cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. So I've been doing it's on that. Netflix. And yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. And um been playing some Valheim and mm-hmm. got in an argument with my friend about it because I <laughs> want to build a castle. Uh-huh. And okay. he says you should build the castle where it's dangerous because why else would you build a castle? Like you build it because it needs defenses, right? Against enemies, which I agree. But I feel like, you know, usually when people build castles, it's not why enemies are attacking them simultaneously. So (laughs) I was like, like, I want to build it in peace. And then if things come, they come, right? Like why would I pick the most dangerous place to try to start and build a castle? That doesn't so he got sound mad at me. That fun. Like, let's go to the worst place where yeah. even building it will be a nightmare because we're constantly getting attacked. We're, thank you. That's what I said. So he got mad, and that made me mad. So I was just like, I'm not going to play. I think and then your he friend apologized needs to look later. Up, because... yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, I think your friend needs to look up more history of castles because I don't think there are many castles in the world that were built under the threat of violence as they were being Thank built. you. It doesn't make <laughs> sense, does it? It does not make sense. So I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do, and you can go do what you want to do. So you and know so- what, actually, Darren, um, in historical times, when there was like a big <laughs> battle, right, when like two sides would like rush each other, there was actually a group of bricklayers smack dab in the middle <laughs> of both sides. Uh, that would just be, you know, lugging giant stones on their stones. backs. Exactly. You're right. And just dropping shit down. I think down I heard of that. I think I heard of, of that. And, and the moat the moat diggers, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. moat diggers would be digging the moats, but then, like, they would moonlight as grave diggers um, <laughs> exactly. at night. And it, so, and it would get really confusing when the moat diggers and the bricklayers didn't really communicate and they built their stuff in the wrong position. Then it's like, who does, who has to rebuild? Do you move the Sometimes you it would turn into a straight graveyard because they would just fuck up and not listen. So Yeah, and sometimes um, it would just turn into a river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That was history with Burnout Brighter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Just like playing Valheim, playing Octopath Traveler, which I really like. Um, yeah. And um, got back into some Dave Chappelle because I hadn't watched it in forever. Nice. Did they add him back yeah. on Netflix? Yes, they did. Right. He was they, like, they take gave... my shit off. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, all right. They took it off. And then like he got the rights to whatever. And then he was like, all right, y'all can play my stuff now. So been watching that. I don't know if they nice. added him back. I don't know if they added him in Canada, although I haven't really checked. I would like to go back and watch him. Uh, but I he's definitely want... here on in America. I just watched yeah. the one with uh, Brady, whatever right. his name is. Brady, what's uh, his Wayne, name? Wayne oh my Brady? god, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Ah, uh, because he makes Bryant Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> okay, wait. Do you guys know who Malcolm X is? 
because it's yeah, not funny know. if you don't know. Yeah, no, I know okay. who Malcolm X is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Matt doesn't know. I do know. <laughs> okay. I do know. I was the way to... your face. Your well, face was I'm... like, yeah. I do know. I've just never watched the Chappelle show. So that's why I don't. That's why. I know who Malcolm X is. I've just never watched it. How no. have you never seen the Chappelle show? I don't know. I just never have. <laughs> oh my so god, good. where have you been? It's so good. I've I've heard. I've just literally just never watched it. I have no reason oh. for it. What? What? Watch it. Okay. Okay. I'm looking it up it right now. Uh, Derek. It's on Canadian Netflix. <laughs> and I'm just gonna post it to Matt so he can find it. <laughs> Sorry, yes, Matt. What, yeah. what what's going on? You have a question, Darren. For me? You know that yeah? you checking Canadian Netflix isn't going to matter while I'm here in Korea. Oh, I have don't to you have Korean VPN? Netflix. I would, but then I can just VPN to America. Oh, true. Well, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Darren, it's not on Can- what's new? It's not on Canadian Netflix, anyways. We we got the raw deal. Um, <laughs> you know, um, we. Oh my god, I lost my train of thought. I got my train of thought. Back. <laughs> what's new? Okay. That's new. But no, I was gonna say before I got into what's new, I had a couple of games that I wanted Destiny to look at to see if she was interested in playing these games. Um Woo! they're indie games that came out on Switch, and both of them look really, really cool. Uh first one just came out was called Genesis Noir, uh, which is like a called a it's like a cosmic noir story um Mm -hmm. and it's if you like some kind of like detective puzzle solving uh Mm -hmm. the art style is both these games the art style is like freaking amazing and that's why i'm recommending them to you so one of them is called genesis Uh, noir that's like very very trippy art style i'm looking at it right now that looks dope yeah the game actually looks like that my mom my mom bought it and she was playing it she was having a really really good time playing it um some of the puzzles Ooh. apparently get pretty hard, but like it's just so cool to look at. Um, and I'm the gonna, second, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, that one you should look at. And the other, the other game is both on Steam and Switch. It just came out on Switch, but it's been out on Steam for like a year. It's called Later Alligator, and it's made by yes, a comic dude, artist. I've been looking at this game. It just looks like a super cute. It's like a weird oh, mini game collection. Oh, that looks so cute. Yeah. Okay, I'll get it now um yeah i've been i've been looking at later alligator for the last couple weeks like being like do i buy it or do i not buy it? it looks super super cute yeah it's like a bunch of mini games it has less of a story and more of just like a collection of mini games but they all are just like so beautifully done it looks so funny um i haven't picked there's that a one free demo okay, on steam well, I'll, I'll, I'll download the demo on steam probably see if i like it um but that's not what's new with me. That's just game recommendations okay. so Destiny can spend more money. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. What's been new for me is I've been playing, well, it, it's kind of like halfway indie now, because I guess it's an indie studio, but it's funded by Microsoft. Uh, I've been playing Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Nice. Um, oh! That's the second yeah. one or the first one? The, the second, second one. one. I played the first one a long time ago on Alistair's recommendation and loved it. Uh, and I finally got around to playing it on Switch. Uh, I am thirty percent of the way through the game. It's like a you know like Metroidvania style, like explore this big side-scrolling open world. 
and collect power-ups that help you get to new areas. And uh, It's a beautiful game. Yeah, yeah. It is just stunningly gorgeous. Um, it's also got probably like the best movement mechanics in like a side scroller that I've played. It's just so fluid. Like you've got it's all based between like an attack called bash and an attack called grapple. Where bash is you jump off of enemies and grapple is you grapple to another point. So like as you're running through the environment, you're just like darting around in this like super engaging fun like movement style and the music is just pulling at your heartstrings with the violin the whole time and it just is just it's like cute beautiful overload um and i love it and how I think are you this how are you enjoying it compared to the first one i think i'm liking it better uh it's just kind of bigger there's like side quests and more characters to talk to uh and grapple is new they didn't add that in the first that was i don't think it was in the first game i think they added it to this game so the movement is like very good very quick um and like the combat's much better the first game's combat was like really really weird but they added like different kinds of weapons for the second one the only complaint i have is grapple as an ability is a little finicky um it's like not really always working the way i wanted it to but the game's just so beautiful like i don't even care uh, it's just it's just beautiful and it runs beautifully on switch too i haven't had any issues at all nice that's awesome so just <clears throat> chef's kiss <gasps> perfect what i forgot something matt did you get those amiibo cards for <laughs> no okay so jackie told me and i she was okay so, it was so, like... so hold on, some clarification. Um, Animal Crossing yeah. just dropped some Sanrio, which is like Hello Kitty and stuff, Amiibo cards, and they sold out friggin' instantly everywhere, and they're impossible to find. Continue, Destiny. Really? Impossible. So, yeah. So the thing is, is that Jackie has been watching for this, right? Mm-hmm. And the day that they dropped at Target, yeah. you could only order them online. You couldn't go to the store and pick them up. And yeah. like... I think they were blocking people from buying it. So Jackie was like, dude, I need you to keep trying to buy these fucking cards. I'm going to drive to Target. And like, <laughs> while I'm driving, I need you to try to buy them. This is like at eight in the morning. Yeah. Like, she they told me at, this at like 7 a.m. or something. They so she's like, I need like you to 9 just. And they were yeah, gone. She's like, I, I need you to just keep clicking buy. Just keep clicking buy. So uh-huh. for like an hour, I'm just like, bye. Bye. And I finally, like, we got them. No way! Yeah, so, okay, you're going to get mad at me. Because Uh I saw your message Uh on Facebook, and Jackie was like, oh, if he needs some, let's just, I'll buy some more, because I bought the first two packs, Uh and I'll go to the store and pick them up for him, and you can just mail them. Uh And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. But then I saw somebody messaged you back and was like, I'll go get some or something. Like on Wednesday? They were going to like a faraway city in Korea and I just never heard back from them. Oh, because then I was like, oh, well, it looks like he has it. So (laughs) I didn't get them. Oh, no. (laughs) Because I was like, somebody's already doing it for him. (laughs) But you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll check. I'll check. And if they have them, then I'll send them to you. They're sold out everywhere. They're like long gone. People are like oh fighting for them online. They're like on eBay now. The packs are like they're like six bucks normally. The packs on eBay right now are selling for over a hundred. 
What? Yeah, we got like four packs. Jackie, you have four How packs. Many packs of- yeah, because I bought two and then she bought two. How many packs of amiibo cards did we get? Four. Four. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Podcast over. Bye, guys. <laughs> I thought somebody was getting them for you, but Jackie really was like, "We'll order some more." She was just gonna have you order them, uh, and we were thanks, gonna, Jackie, for being up. a real friend. <laughs> Matt says thank you for thinking of him, even though I didn't tell him. She laughed. <laughs> I heard her. <laughs> anyway, I'll ch- I'll check and see if they still. If have anything, them. I'll just make you bring yours or send yours over so we can just scan them and then I'll give them back. <laughs> oh, can you do that? Yeah. Oh, then I'll just do that. Yeah, they're not like one-time use. Oh, they're not. I didn't know that. I don't think so. Why? How would they be one-time use? I don't I don't I know. know. I thought there was like a code on them or something. You just scan them. I can't see them. Yeah, but isn't it scanning no, a number? Yeah. It might have like a something inside it. Like it's got a film. I'll like check. A magnet. I'll check. Uh, otherwise, you could just if it post doesn't, a photo then on you the can internet. just have mine. People do that though. Yeah. Oh. People people make like coins of them, and then just you can just buy the coins if all you're looking for is to get the items. Okay. You can make your oh. own amiibo cards. Okay. Well, the thing is, if you just want the items, right? Because it's just items, you can just come to my island and buy them. There you go. I'll tell Santa to do that. Yeah. Because okay. I don't know if she wanted any of the villagers to. Anyways, we'll talk about this after. But that's awesome. That's awesome that you got them. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Very cool. Darren. Matt. You, is there you anything else to? new for you? No. Okay, me, my turn. I'm done gushing uh, about I have been, I've been playing a whole bunch, actually. Um, I picked up Monster Hunter Rise, and I'm having a blast with it. Um, it's really fun. So compared to World, like, I really liked World, but I never finished it. I felt like World was more kind of like... It's kind of heavier. Like, I felt like kind of like a knight or like a samurai. Like, everything's kind of heavier. Like, the time to get to the monsters and the time to take them down is longer. Like, it was just more of like a... It was just a longer experience. So, there's nothing wrong with that. But Mm -hmm. Rise feels more like being a ninja. And you have, like, your wire bug, which you can, like, kind of, like, Spider-Man swing to different areas and stuff. And, like, the time to get to the monsters and the fights are quicker. Um, And it feels fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really having a lot of fun with it. And, like... They already promised their first content update, which like all this stuff, like a bunch of this stuff is going to be free. It's coming in April. It's already sold like 4 million copies in like Whoa. three days. Shipped 4 million copies. Shipped. Sorry. Thank you. Shipped 4 million copies. Oh, okay. Which like World did the same thing. Like World did 5 million in three days, but World was also on multiple consoles. This is just yeah. Switch in four days. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, that's, that's really the game crazy. is a lot of fun. The game's a lot of fun. I'm really, really liking it. Uh, Senna and I also have been playing It Takes Two, which is a new game from Hazelight, which is one of EA's studios, uh, made by the guy who did, like, A Way Out and Brother, and he, the guy Brother, that said, fuck the Oscars. Two sons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a sad story. It was. It was, it was a really good but game, though. This one is about, like... So, the story in this oh, one so far... Oh, it's a couple? Yeah, it's it's co-op. It's forced co-op. You can't play this oh game by god, yourself. Oh my god, it's so cute. Yeah, um, and it's awesome because like if one person buys it, the second person can play with them for free even if they're not on the same console. It's really cool. But basically, the story is horseshit uh, so far. 
Okay. It's like, yeah. it's about a girl finds out that her parents are getting divorced. And then she starts like crying into this book. And then her parents become these like dolls. And it's the story of them and the, as a magic book that comes to life. Who's like this like Spanish stereotype of this like, oh, look at me. I'm the man of love. Look at me. I'm going to save all your problems. Like it's really, really stereotypical in terms of like its portrayal of that character. Um, mm. And it's basically like the the whole thing is like divorce is bad. Nothing like this. Like you can you can <laughs> if you just talk about it and learn to work together, divorce is can uh, divorce can be overcome. So like the story is right. bad so far is horseshit. But the gameplay is some of the most creative and fun I've had in a co op experience in forever. Like mechanically and like the, like the game itself is so much fun to play and they do so much with it. Like they, every area is, has like different special abilities and stuff. And like you have to work together and the way that you do different things together is incredible. Like I'm having so much fun with it. Sun and I have played until like two or three in the morning, the last couple nights in a row, because like we just can't stop playing it. It's really, really good. So if anybody's looking for a new co-op experience, um, and like, I'm seeing a lot of people online saying the same thing, like play it with a loved one, playing with a couple or whatever. Like it's fantastic. Uh, it's really, really good. And then I also picked up, uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 again, continuing my way through that because next week's show is going to be all about Yakuza. So get ready for that. So I won't oh, talk oh, any oh, more, oh, oh. more about Kiwami 2 now, but yeah, Monster Hunter Rise and It Takes Two both have been friggin' awesome. That's, and that's I mean, that's a I studio also, for, oh, no, no, go ahead. What? No. Speak your truth, Darren. Okay. Um, a studio, the studio that made it takes two. I can't remember the name of the studio. Do, wait, do you remember the name of the studio? Hazelight. Hazelight, right? Hazelight. They've always been really, really good at mechanics. Like ever since Brother, like that's what they like specialize in. So I mean, I'm happy to say that. Uh, I'm happy to hear that it's fun to play. But that's just really disappointing that the story's like bad. Like it doesn't ruin your experience at all. No, because, like, the story is just kind of... It's just there. Like, the main characters themselves are more or less fine. Like, the the way that the characters are written isn't horrible. Like, they're just this arguing couple, right, who are finding common ground. Like, it's not yeah. offensively bad, right? Like, there's nothing about it outside of, like, the book, the, the character of the book that's just friggin' annoying. Like, it's not <laughs> like... You know, like, it's kind of like Parent Trap-esque. Like, if you got mad at Parent Trap for its story of... Divorce bad, you know what I mean? Like it's mm. it's kind of in that same realm, um, but it's it doesn't take away enough for me to really really love this game for it being a game. The story is just whatever. Okay, cool. Sorry. Now continue but, before I, I cut you off. Yeah, I also have a game recommendation for Destiny. If we're doing game recommendations for Destiny Day, oh, uh, and it's one De Destiny that's already been on your radar, but like I'm like this close to buying it as well, and that's Littlewood. Do you remember that one? It's I think finally... I got it. Did you pick it up? <laughs> I think I did, but I didn't play it yet. It's Hold out on. on Switch now, and it's just basically like Stardew meets Animal Crossing. And it's like the whole premise is that like you're a hero after the world's already been saved, and now you're like, I guess, have amnesia or something, and you're like tasked with rebuilding your town. Um, it looks adorable. Excuse me. It looks adorable, and apparently it's really, really good. So I'm like this close to picking it up, but I'm gonna finish <laughs> what I'm playing now first. But you should also, if you haven't already, you should check out Littlewood because it looks cute as hell, and apparently it's really good. I Very have cool. it on 
Steam. There you go. <laughs> but I haven't installed it yet. Check it out because I think we are, I mean, you already have it, but yeah, apparently it's supposed to be great. But there is one more game that the three of us had played. Uh, and Destiny, you brought this game up actually, and it's called Adventures with Anxiety. And last yes. week we talked all about phobias and fear. And this week we're going to talk about that game and our experiences with dealing with anxiety. So Destiny, tell me, how did you come across this game and why did you want to talk about it? Um, So you guys know, like, I'm obsessed with watching people play games. And sometimes if I see a game that looks really interesting, like I won't watch them play it, I'll go play it for myself. And um, I just came across like, you know, your YouTube suggests stuff. And I just mm -hmm. came across it because I thought uh, the art style was kind of cute. So I started to watch the video and I was like, wait, I think I really want to try out this game. Mm -hmm. So then I went and it's free to play. Yep. So I went and I tried it. It's like a 30 minute game. Mm -hmm. And I was very impressed. Like, I hope the maker, which we'll talk more about later, but I hope like they make more games because it was entertaining. It was, I felt like, not that it was super informative about anxiety, but it puts you in situations where you could relate to like the anxiety that the main character was going through because it was based on your choices. Yeah. And yeah. um, I just thought that was really interesting. So Nikki Case, yeah. which is the lead developer on the game, actually has like a bunch of other experiences and games and stuff on their website um, dealing with like um, coming out to your family or like there's like a lot there. I haven't checked it all out yet, but I'm going to go over and take a look. So if you're curious, so Adventures with Anxiety, uh, and I'll, I'll put the, the link to the game in the in the show notes. So if anybody's curious, yeah, like you said, Destiny, it's only about 30 minutes. I finished it in probably about 15 because you can turn the tech speed up. And that's what I did. And then just went through it. Um, I loved it. I thought I, I, I haven't had like a such a visceral turnaround moment in a game in a while. Because as soon as I could play and like the character kind of just like frames over to the seat and pulls out the thing i was like oh this looks like it's kind of low quality but let's see and then immediately like the fox appears and it's like oh shit no this is fluid and beautiful yeah um, and they like they, they did it on purpose because it's like eh, 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 eh. Yeah. and then you watch the rest of it it's just done so well yeah and like it it deals with anxiety and you like basically basically like live out this person's life um, or parts of it and dealing with their anxiety. Dan, what did you think about the game? I loved it. Yeah. So also I, I just want to give a shout out and say that Nikki case is Canadian. So very, very cool. What? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I loved it. I, I really love the game. Um, it, like, I feel like it's really hard to, especially with such a complicated topic uh, like anxiety to make like a point and get it across in such a short time frame, like because the game I, I think I finished it in even less than thirty minutes. Um, but I and I like I was enjoying myself and I want I'm like I was liking it so much I wanted it to be longer. But like it's kind of uh, conciseness is also what makes it I think so effective. Um, yeah, be because. Like, that's what it's there for. It's there basically to just be like, hey, you want to know what it's like to live with anxiety? Let me tell you in these 28 minutes or whatever. And 
Yeah. I like I really, really empathize with the character. And like because the game, the whole point of the game is that it tells you and encourages you that when you're picking the anxieties, you're playing as the anxiety. So you have to pick options that you think would trigger your own anxiety for it to like work the best. Uh, yeah. And like, yeah. I, oh, I don't know. I, I thought it was so effective. Um, I thought I think it explained itself very, very well. I thought it was really interesting because like as we started the game, I expected to be the main character. I didn't expect like the human. I didn't expect the main character to be the anxiety. And I think it's really interesting that it took it as a spin of like the anxiety is this like what like a fox, a wolf? It's a fox. It's a fox, right? It's a fox. I thought it was a wolf. It's a fox. Maybe it's a wolf. Some yeah, I think it's a wolf. It's a wolf. I think it is a wolf. It's a wolf. Yeah. Um, you both said that so definitively that I had no idea which way to go. But like, I like <laughs> that. Like, they basically frame anxiety as a protector. It's it's a it's a concept that I had never really. I thought, thought that about was really that interesting way. to you. Basically, being like your anxiety is just trying to protect you, not harm you, right? Which Hurt I think, you. like, yeah. yeah, like I think anxiety is such like as a topic is always talked about as negative, right? Because I think inherently it kind of almost is especially when you're dealing with it it doesn't feel like a positive thing and for the game to frame it as not something as positive but that's something that's trying to protect or help you i thought was a really really interesting way to set that up um and especially like the terms of like these battles right darren like you were saying the game kind of encourages you like it gives you a set of three options and like you have to choose what makes you the most anxious right are you anxious about being a bad person are you anxious about being alone or are you anxious about what was the last one not being loved or so yeah not being loved uh, there's one with hurting yourself yeah so it's like physical danger or yes uh or being alone being alone or being a bad person. being a bad person yeah yeah so it kind of distills these kind of topics into just these three things and the game comments on that they're like yep these are the only three things that cause anxiety yeah these are the only three so like it it handles itself in a way that like it's not trying to be the answer darren like you were saying it's just trying to give perspective and i found it really really interesting um how it kind of portrays anxiety as this wannabe protector not as something that's out to harm you and just it uses its harm in a way to protect you and i thought that was a really really interesting way to frame it i can Um, can i i just liked the yes go ahead you can go first because I was actually I think I was going to shift the focus a little bit. So I want you to say what you were going to say. Yeah, because I didn't get to talk yet because you yeah. guys have been talking about it. Sorry. But, um, no, it's OK. I'm just messing. Um, I really like the comedic aspect of the game, which like you guys didn't really like touch on. But like, I think it really helped the overall like um delivery of the game itself it didn't take itself too seriously which Mm -hmm. i really thought was like well done and i agreed with matt with the whole protecting and like that made a lot of sense to me though i don't know if it made sense to you but like it made sense to me because like when these and when i have anxiety it is kind of like i'm protecting myself i shouldn't do this because this is going to harm me in some way or some form. So like, it just like, it really clicked for me. Like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. So like when I was thinking about the girl, um, well, the creator of the game, I was like, this must be how she 
sees anxiety. Like this is how it affects uh, her. I, I think I think uh, they're uh, non-binary, so they. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was about to say the them. Mm-hmm. They, how yeah. they created the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and what I uh, go down. But, 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 <laughs> go, go, go. I'm sorry. I keep talking over everybody. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> Just go. Speak, uh, boy. I was going to bring up. I'm very happy that you both. Uh, brought up the idea that um, that it's interesting that the game kind of frames anxiety as a helper because a long time ago we had one of our episodes of the podcast uh, I think we brought up anxiety and I was talking about this one book that really helped me deal with my own anxiety when I was having a hard time dealing with it and I couldn't remember the name of the book I've realize now that i think i left the book in korea uh but i did find the name of the book uh and the book was called first we make the beast beautiful and the way it helped me understand my own anxiety was by framing it in that exact way is that anxiety is kind of just our fight or flight response just tuned up to 11 and um if you think about anxiety as a something that's trying to help you even though it's not doing a very good job it kind of helps put it into perspective a bit better and like so i think it was so smart for the the game to frame it that way and yeah with the humor like you were saying destiny it just like makes it really easy to like want to agree with it yeah it's it's a perspective that i'd never really considered because dealing with my own anxiety it always feels like this kind of overbearing presence that it's just it's for me it it comes a lot with like there are things that i know that i should be doing like for example starting the new show right over on youtube took me a lot longer than i wanted to because i've had the idea for a while but like every time i thought about doing it my anxiety would immediately kick in and be like no don't do that what if people don't like it what if this what if that right and it's just like there's a lot that i know that i should be doing or i could be doing and my anxiety is just kind of just sits on my chest all the time and it feels like here's all the reasons why not to do it and my own problem with that is that i'm like you know what yeah like i i I shouldn't do it and it i feel like it's at least up until now the way i've always looked at it is it's always been like a barrier not something that i can work with it's a problem that i need to work through so i i appreciated that perspective because i think it kind of gives me a different way to try and look at it and like the game tells you that too right like there's no easy answer there's no quick fix it's not something that will just change it's something that you have to continuously work on and work with and there'll be times when you react badly and there'll be times where you deal with it badly or you avoid it or whatever and it wears the game wears its heart on its sleeve throughout the entire process and i think that like I, I it was interesting to see it take that route because I thought it's 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 at least given me a new way to kind of try and think about this this anxiety creature, right? Where like even at the end when you meet another character and you see their own anxiety, um, it's like a different kind of animal, right? So like I feel like and they name them and stuff. I, I thought it was a really really creative way to do it. Um, and I'm, so what I'm curious about is did either one of you go like the bad route 
Like you know how there's uh, at one point at one point in the story the game tells you like where she can commit suicide. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think I, for me, I purposely tried not to kill the main character, regardless of how I was feeling. Like, I feel yeah. like I gave all the answers up to that point to how I was feeling. But like when I realized that, like, my choices could possibly put the game character in danger, mm-hmm. I automatically went into like, I need to answer the best way possible to keep her from um, doing this. And I... I almost feel like the game wants you to do that because then that way you're like overcoming your anxiety and doing what you need to do in order to help someone. It kind of pushes you like, all right, like you can either be like this or you can like do what you think is the best thing to help this person, which is kind of like what you have to deal with yourself. Like you, like when you were saying it took you forever to do the, the show like at some point you had to get past that and mm-hmm. push yourself to actually create it so i think that was really well handled like i was very nervous actually playing Me that too. part i was so scared i was gonna make the wrong decision yeah that's probably yeah, like and- the fastest you've ever gotten like or i've gotten in like nervous about a character i've only been playing the game for like 15 minutes at this point and then just like the way they phrase it and i think the humor leading up to it makes it hit harder when you realize oh god i actually could cause this person like serious physical harm if i don't say the right yeah yeah i got really really funny enough anxious about it right away because i was like and the game tells you like this can go two ways and one of them is really bad right and it kind of like puts that on you right from the beginning of the conversation uh and i considered i was kind of like do i want to kind of replay a quick to see that way to see that kind of storyline i couldn't bring myself to do it I, I just didn't want to there was no part of me that was like let me go yeah. back and see what it was i didn't you know, go back happens. and see it um and i think the game sets that up in such a way that like you don't want to obviously right but like even mm-hmm. like stuff like um detroit right like i would go back and make bad choices just to see what happens in that game but for this one i was just like no 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 i don't even want to see that timeline i don't want to i don't want to go down that road um why do you think that is like what what's the difference between detroit and playing this game honestly i think it's the writing i feel like this game felt very human in a way that's just like very relatable and the way that it's written kind of presents itself like i've had these thoughts you know what i mean like they're not it's not such an abstract concept that like I've I've thought about going to this party and I've thought about every single one of these options leading up to going to this party. And I feel like things like Detroit or even something else, like they're usually more grandiose and they're more ridiculous. This is such like a like Darren, like you were saying, it's brevity. It just hits home. It's brevity le- like helps it because it's just it's not like a go save the world thing. It's like, can you make it to this party? If you at this party, how do you handle yourself? Um, I have and I, I have and I a question. Like... Oh, mm. sorry. Um, no, go ahead. To either of you. So if you were having, like, if you're someone who's struggling with anxiety, do you, I mean, it's a dumb question, but like, do you recommend playing the game if you're having like an anxious episode? Like, do you think it will have a positive effect 
I think like so. during the anxious episode or like after. I think I think after, because you probably during the anxious yeah, episode it's probably I... not a good idea to to maybe try and trigger that. Right. But. Well, I knew both of you have anxiety issues, which is why I told you to play the game. Yeah. That's, I, I, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. No. I feel like it kind of helped give me a bit of a new perspective because it's like I hadn't read that book that you were talking about. And I had never really considered anxiety in this kind of perspective. So I feel like it it should be played even if you do have anxiety or struggle with it because I feel like getting to that second root of the very, very bad choice, I feel like it's more difficult than it leads on. And like, you'd have to purposely try and, and go that route, which is where I felt like my, like I started to get nervous very quickly at that, at that section. Um, I feel like it's, it's a game meant to be informative and almost therapeutic in a way, not one to mess with your anxiety. It's meant to help you cope. If that makes sense. What do you think, Darren? I like, think so too. What, what do I? Sorry, what do I? No, 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 no. Yeah. What, what do you what think? Do I... Same question. Like, do you think that it should be played by people with anxiety, or do you think that it's something? That's... Oh yeah, no, for for sure, for sure. That's why I was like, I'm like, should I even? I was like, should I even ask this question because I feel like it just so obviously should be played. Uh, because I think it, like anybody who's struggling with anxiety, if they're having a hard time understanding what to like do or why it's kind of like taking over them or even just how to explain it to somebody who doesn't understand what it feels like i think this is the best way i've ever seen anxiety explained like i don't think i've i've seen it in like such a short time frame just like this is exactly what the experience is like i also like that um beings like the creatures take the form of clothing when they're not in the you know your play state right like when she's just walking around you see them with the like the hoodie right the the, the wolf yeah. takes the place of a hoodie and I, I actually really like that um that idea because sometimes it does at least my anxiety feels like something that i'm wearing like it feels like it's just weighing on me so this idea of your anxiety being a part of you in such a way that like it's it's your clothing it's something that you put on that you wear and not mm -hmm. something that you can easily take off i i really liked that idea and how the game showcased that um i'm like i don't know why i forgot it was a wolf but did you guys pick up on the fact that it was like a play on uh the big bad wolf and little red riding hood no oh my god i did not notice that at all i did not yeah that's why the hood is red and like right and he's seen as like the the big bad wolf like her anxiety is the big bad wolf yeah i oh did God. not pick up on that at all but i so feel what so I dumb ask you, oh my right? god no <laughs> don't it's so obvious <laughs> not for us big dummies destiny's like this is little red riding hood i'm like that's how it has ears <laughs> So what I, what oh I want to ask you then before we move off of this, because I, I think we all like the game a lot and I think we all agree that it should be played. But what I want to ask you then is how do you deal with your own anxiety, right? Like what are, what are things that you guys like to do to kind of help yourself through an anxious episode or how do you find yourself dealing with it? 
Uh, Darren, I'll ask you first. Well, uh, once again, I would like to plug that book again. Um, it's uh, I, I just deleted off my page. Uh, it it's called First We Make the Beast Beautiful: uh, A Journey Through Anxiety, and it's by Sarah Wilson. Uh, so I highly, highly recommend that book if anybody else is uh, dealing with anxiety uh, and and wants to try and I don't know if you want to try and fix it. Um, that's I've read a bunch of self-help books and that's the one that's resonated with me the most. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, through the book, it kind of frames anxiety as a way of like, and just like the game, it's a guard dog. It's a wolf. It's trying to like tell you danger, 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 danger. Um, and just like in the end of the game, where the main character kind of just, you know, kind of just accepts it. Like, you're going to be with me and I'm going to be with you. Um, we're going to have to learn to get along. We're going to have to learn to work together. And so what I do is when I'm, I'm having an anxious episode, I try to frame it in that sense. And I almost try to frame it like I'm having a conversation with my anxiety where I think, okay, what are you trying to tell me? What do you think is the danger? Is this actually dangerous? What's like, what, like, is there a compromise I can make? Like if I'm mm -hmm. anxious about work, like, well, I guess I'm going to have to probably do some work, like use the anxiety more as like a guide to try and find other problems that maybe you can fix so that you can try and, feel a little more control so i like try and think of it as like a guiding force rather than an antagonist i like that a lot destiny what about you what do you think um, what are some ways that you deal with your anxiety or at times where you feel anxious sometimes because i have anxiety about a lot of things like i the reason why i hate being on camera is like i have like crazy anxiety about it like every time we have a podcast i'm like stressed like a lot because I just don't want to be on cam because I'm just afraid of what like people are going to think when they see me you mm -hmm. know because I have no control over it kind of thing mm -hmm. so um and I I don't really work through it it's just like you have to do it so that's one thing like I can't really work through because I know like I have to do it and it's more like I'm just I just told you guys like sometimes I'm not going to be on cam. And like, that yeah. was either like, okay. you guys were going to be like, that's okay. Or if you're going to be like, um, that's not okay. Then I would have to be like, I can't do this because yeah. I, yeah. I can't always work through it. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes I think I depend a lot on like just certain people in my life because like I have like imposter syndrome and like, I just never think I'm good enough. Like no matter what, um, so I just have certain people in my life who are like, they just know that that's me and they're constantly like pointing out the things that I have accomplished because when I get in that space, like I don't remember that I got a master's degree and I, I just, I don't remember the things that I've done. Like, like for example, like um, at work or whatever, like Matt and I would be like really stressed out and like anxious and you would have to be like, no, you're a good teacher. Like you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. Like when I'm in that zone, I 
can't think of any of those things that I've done. You can't right? see it when you're in it, right? Like this. Yeah. Just, it's just really like... hard. So I guess for me, um, I haven't really found a way to work through my anxiety by myself because I, I do have a lot of conversations with myself, but they tend to, it's like a downward spiral. Like I can't talk myself out of it into like a good position. Mm -hmm. And then when I get to that point, like I have to talk to somebody mm -hmm. like, and then those people are usually the people who are like, nah, dude, like, it's not like that. Like you really need to like, but like in a gentle way, because I can't have somebody like yelling at me about it. Yeah. D does that make sense? No, of no, course. Yeah, yeah. In that state, you don't want you don't want to be you don't want it thrown at you. You need to be comforted and and you know help yeah. brought back out of it, not kicked further in. Right? Like it's yes, yeah. And can I so... can I can I say really quickly? I you you just said that you haven't really found a way to work through it, but I do also want to point out for things like you're anxious about being on camera. You're on camera right now. You are already, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're facing the thing that is giving you anxiety head on. That is a, a hardcore example of working through it. You're facing yeah, your fear. I was going to say. I know, but like you guys, like as soon as you post the video, I'm like ripping it apart. Not like you or Matt. I'm just ripping it apart. Like I'm, I just hate everything about it. Like I just hate it. But like, I try not to, I realize, sorry, my earbud fell out. I realize <laughs> for me, I'm not going to be able to watch these. I'm, I'm going to have to listen to them. Yeah. It, but I think so, that there's yeah. nothing really wrong with that though, because it's also this thing of it being new and it's like this constant source of anxiety comes from this, right? I was in a similar place when I was starting to do the other show, right? Where it's just like, the more you do it, the easier it'll get. Because like Darren said, you are facing it. Regardless if you're going back and watching the video or not, right? That that doesn't matter as much as you actually confronting it. And I think that's important, right? The more you do it, I think the easier it'll get. Just because right now I it's agree. This, this, this unknown. Yeah, we've only done it twice. Yeah. So it's this yeah. unknown intangible thing of of fear and anxiety and and overblown you know overblown mental processes of considering every single way that it could go wrong so when you start to see that it doesn't it starts to get easier right but the, like darren said the fact is you already took the biggest step of all of actually doing it the rest will just be doing it more right and, and you don't have to watch it power away from it yeah you don't have to watch it yeah we D both know darren know doesn't silly. watch our shit yeah i, was I know say. it's silly because we've done like let's plays but let's plays are like short Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just directed on me. So yeah. I feel like with this, it's a little different. But I do think like after time, it'll get better. I think the first step was doing it for Mr. Midas. Yeah. And you saw how fucking like stressed I was. Yeah. <laughs> with being on camera. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, uh, he, there's so many people who watches his shit. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but yeah. Just yeah. I did. And I. Yeah. I definitely don't. I don't. I definitely don't listen to our podcast, and I'm sorry. And it's just, it's because I I hate the sound of my own voice, despite how much I talk. I I hate it. And all you <laughs> jerks out there who agree with me, at least we're on the same page. 
<laughs> that we both, we both hate the sound of my voice. We, I can start putting the like same a voice modulator on. I, I can start putting a voice modulator on you if you want. So you just sound like a cat or like a dog the entire time. Meow, 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 meow. Sir, uh, I have to inform you, I, I am not a cat. <laughs> Did you see that, see that uh, video of the lawyer? Yeah, the cat lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I agree, Destiny. I think that like it's really hard to see progress when you're in that state, right? All because the only thing that comes up in those moments is just overwhelming negativity and everything going wrong and all the potential. Like in the game, right? What is this going to go wrong? Is this going to go wrong? Is this going to go wrong? And it's just it's impossible to drag yourself out of it sometimes. And I found myself like I'll put on music very very quickly if I'm in a state like that. Um, because I feel like it kind of helps take away from it a little bit. And sometimes when I'm like that and I'm feeling depressed and anxious, I'll put on very depressed music. You know what I mean? Same. Things that like, that like, yeah. I, I feel like sometimes you have to go a little bit deeper into it before you can start to make your way back out. Um, mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds, like, I feel like you need to kind of feel it out sometimes. Somebody, it helps you, right? Yeah. Because like, for me, it's like oh, this person feels really shitty too. Like we're, yeah. we're on this journey together. And then at a, after after a point, I'm just like, or sometimes I don't even realize I'm listening to really sad music and it like music affects my mood so much. So Likewise. like if I just have like YouTube playing and then all of a sudden my mood drops and then I realize I'm listening to some really sad fucking music and I have to switch it up. Like it really like just triggers my moods without me even thinking i don't know if that happens to you guys but no me too musical will shift things very very quickly depending on the song depending on the time um so i feel like taking that time for yourself sometimes if you're in that space is really important i also just like to take like a hot shower sometimes like i feel like it kind of helps like break the cycle get naked yeah get naked no i shower with my clothes on sorry that wasn't i wasn't clear there um obviously but <laughs> no, I just, I just, uh, I, I, you know, what, fuck it. I'm going to tell a story. Darren, I had a dream about you the other day. Um, oh no. <laughs> and it wasn't just Don't tell you. Me I was naked. No, no. Um, no, but <laughs> I had to think about that. We were, we, were, we were with, we were with the guys like Lucas and Al and Aaron. And everybody was like in my apartment in Korea and we were going to go out and do something. So I was like, I'm going to go take a shower. And I got into the shower with my clothes on. And the rest of you idiots all followed me. And they're like, we need to shower too. And everybody, sh- we all showered together with our clothing on. But then it ended up with us, like, fighting each other and trying to push each other. I was like, no, I want to use the shower first. So I want to use the shower first. And was Senna in this dream? She was in the living room when, I don't know, the rest of us decided to go take a shower. I love that. With our clothes on. Because I figured if she was in the dream, she'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was. Like, it, it ended up being us fighting pretty quickly. Um, but anyways, that's why I froze for a second there. Because I was like, do I tell the story? And then I just went, fuck it. Boy group shower. Clothes it. on. Yay. Um, yay. Uh, but yeah, I think music is huge. I think taking the time for yourself and understanding that just because you're in it doesn't mean you're going to stay there and just sometimes confronting it helps take the power away a little bit, but that's anxiety. Some days are good. Some days are bad and shit happens and we move on. Yeah. Darren, what's that face? I'm just smiling about the story still. I thought that was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's my dreams for you. 
Uh, all right, well, let's hop off anxiety and hop on to some news. The first uh, article that we're going to be starting with comes from IGN, and it says over 20 idea Xbox games are launching day one with Xbox Game Pass. This is coming from Adam Bankhurst. Microsoft and Twitch presented the first Twitch gaming showcase idea at Xbox event today, and it featured over 20 games, including Drinkbox Studios' new game, Nobody Saves the World, that will be launching day one with Game Pass. And there will also be like 20 more launching on Game Pass day and date, lots of indie games. So this is really cool. Lots of, uh, you know, support for Game Pass. And um, if anybody's curious, Drinkbox is the studio behind things like, like behind Guacamelee and the new game, Nobody Saves the World, looks pretty interesting. Um, man. But Game Pass just continues to kill the game. It's insane how much value there is on that platform. And it's crazy to see how much more it's getting. Um, Darren, do you think Game Pass is going to be something that sticks around? Do you think Sony's going to follow suit? And uh, why do you think so many developers are choosing to back it up? Well, for the last question, there's got to be some kind of good deal where Microsoft gives them like a bunch of money. So like, they feel like it's worth it to put their game on game pass. Uh, like they, especially because, day one, especially day one, because Microsoft has been doing a lot of work to try and get developers to like do things on their platform. And I feel like they're attracting more and more developers. They've just been spending a lot of money in general, like buying developers too. So, yeah. um, I think Sony's thinking about it for sure. Cause recently they just did a, it was like, um, a promo either in the US or Europe where you can get a month of PlayStation now for three dollars. So no, like, it's there it's a dollar. It's and it's dollar. worldwide actually. A dollar oh, for okay. it's it's they're they're taking Game Pass's thing where Game Pass was saying you can get a month for a dollar and they're essentially yeah. offering the same deal. The weird thing is, is that it runs out in like a couple days. Like it was a very, very short term deal. I don't know why. Yeah. But go on. Yeah, no, so yeah, this shows that Sony's thinking about it, but they are just doing everything they can to not do everything they can um, <laughs> because they're not really doing anything. Like they do, yeah, exactly. They do it for a dollar, they half ass it, and uh, they're really not improving the library that much. So, like, it's, I don't know, PlayStation Now is still like not a good deal for me. Um, so I agree. Yeah. I think they need to get a lot more aggressive about it. If they want to make it a priority, they need to get a lot more games on there day and date. Like that's, I, I that's the biggest draw for a game pass for me is being able to play a new game as it comes out for mm -hmm. quote unquote free, as long as you're, you know, you're subscribed. And I think Sony needs to get a lot more aggressive with it if they want to follow it, because every time game pass comes up, it's just positive news about it, right? There hasn't really been a yeah. negative game pass story. And I want them to make it so that you can actually download PS3 games. I know that's a big ask, but having to stream only PS3 games is a problem. And I want them to start offering PS2 games at the very least. Game Pass has some Xbox original games on it, doesn't it? It does. Like, yep. I think, yeah, they've got games for four generations of consoles on Game Pass. Like, Sony, what are you doing? Just give, give me yep. PS2 games. Give me PS3 games download. Like you've got the bigger library. You could do such a like they Sony could have it easily if they wanted to, but they're just not trying. 
Yeah, I, and I, I think a lot of people were kind of hoping that with PlayStation 5, they were going to turn it around. But, I mean, I guess we'll see if they take any steps going forward. Destiny, Game Pass is on PC, and and you seem to enjoy your Apple Arcade. Is there a reason why you haven't checked out Game Pass on PC where there's lots of free games? Or I'm is it just... to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I haven't even played 80 of the, 80% of the games that I have on Steam. <laughs> so you got a huge backlog. I... I, yeah, because, like, I'll be like, oh, this is cool, and I'll buy it, and then, like, I'll just never get to it, and I just really don't need another option right now. Like, I need <laughs> to focus and play the games that, that you I have, have yeah. that I've spent money on, and I just... So, here's the thing. Like, I was playing Anxiety, and I still haven't played any of the games that I've spent, like, <laughs> tons of money on. Because here's the thing. Octopath is also on Game Pass. I already bought it. Yeah, so I think like it's... ages ago, I forgot I even had it, and I was just oh, like really? scrolling through my library, and I was like, "Oh, this oh, looks this... interesting." Download, like literally, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, the backlog is yeah. huge. I know, I completely understand. So I think yeah. I think Game Pass, I think it's doing lots of good things, and I hope they keep it up, and I hope Sony starts doing something about it. Uh, our next, I have a question. Yeah, sorry. Go. Okay. This is random. It's kind of random, but not really. Okay, mm-hmm. so I still have a PS3, right? Mm-hmm. I kept it because I'm not going to give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you guys ever had something happen where your controller just like, it's like it's haunted and it just pushes buttons and stuff on its own? Yeah. Yeah. Is it like, is that like it's dead? I need to throw it away? No, it probably means that it's like dirty on the inside. You probably have to open it up and clean it. So I should throw it away. I was gonna say that's a lot of work. This is not gonna do. <laughs> as soon as you like is open it... it up, her face is like. Mm. Is it the stick that's doing it or the buttons? The buttons. Okay, so this is what's and it's on both of my controllers. So at first I thought maybe my PS3 is dying because I haven't like used it in a long time. But it's both the controllers. So like I it was working once and then like I was watching Netflix because that's like what I usually do on it. And then all of a sudden, it just started going crazy. Like, the buttons just started doing shit themselves. And I hadn't even touched the controller. That's really weird. Yeah. So it stopped Netflix. And then it started, like, flickering. And that Uh wasn't the PS3. It was literally the controller doing something. But I wasn't touching it. Does it happen outside of Netflix? Up and down? No. The buttons weren't moving. It was just, like... Yeah, not a real ghost. I wish. That'd be dope. But I used my friend's controller, and it works fine. So it's just my two controllers that don't work. Was yeah, it only Netflix? Like, no, like it's the overall thing. It just yeah. Like on the systems menu? That's weird. No, I have no yeah. idea. I've never heard of that. You can always try and just keep using it and then hope it goes away from use. Like if there is some dirt, maybe just using it more will like make the dirt move somewhere else. But uh, yeah. Just go there and slam the buttons over and over again. Yeah, I'm I just mean, like, look, I don't know if I'm a purist. I don't even know if that's the right word. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to order a new controller because it wasn't Sony. It's like an off-brand Third and that really yeah. bothers me. That bothers yeah, me too. So Sony- I was like... What the fuck? I have two actual Sony controllers. I do not want to order something that doesn't, that's not like originally for the system. Yeah, I get you. 
Well, I hope hopefully you can perform a seance and cleanse your. No, when I come to Canada, since Darren has uh, talked about clean, I'm bringing them. Just so. shove a vacuum next to the controller. You. Yay! Yay! Okay. It's, uh, it's two of them. Husband duties. Shut uh, your mouth. You know what? We'll use this <laughs> as a good opportunity to go into our next story, which is coming from Eurogamer from Matt Wales. Sony confirms PS3, PSP, and Beta Digital stores closing for good this summer. So the mm. he writes, writing on the PlayStation website and corroborating an earlier report by the gamer, Sony confirmed it would be closing the PS3 store on July 2nd, and that all remaining PSP purchases, PSP purchase functionality will cease at the same time. So that's July 2nd, PS3 and PSP are going down. The Vita store will close on August 27th. So basically you these stores are going to go down. You will not be able to purchase anything. You will still be able to download your the content that you've already paid for. So any movies or PS3 or PSP or Vita games that you own, you'll still be able to download on the systems themselves. But like the website is already gone off of like computers, like it's it's, it's inactive. Um, so if you want to buy anything from the PS3, the PSP or the Vita stores, you have to do that before July 2nd and August 27th because those stores are going down and you'll still be able to download your stuff, but you will not be able to purchase anything more. I think that's stupid. I do. I think it's stupid because like when I look at my PS3, like it's like in perfect, other than the controller issue, it's like, (laughs) it was like so well designed. It works flawlessly. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not something that like over time has been like, damn, I really need to get a whole new system because this one's just not functioning anymore. Like, yeah. I was talking to a friend. He's like, why do you still... He, well, when I first told him about the controllers, he's like, do you mean PS4? And I was like, no, I mean PS3 because it still works. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but I still have it. But, like, it it works and it's, like, beautiful. Yeah, I still, like, when I you turn it on, PS3. like, the... Yeah, like, it's great. So why would... Why get rid of it? Like, people obviously still use it because the PS4 is not backwards compatible. Exactly. So... Exactly. It, it's even... This is what makes me mad as well, is that Sony's doing this when there is no other legal way to play a lot of the games on that store because Sony does not have the whole library on PlayStation Now. It's not like getting rid of the store is going to make me want to buy PlayStation Now. And the, the PS4 and PS5 are not backwards compatible. So like, how else are you going to play some of these games? But how often are you going back to your PS3, buying a, a game, a PS3 game to play on your PS3? That's not the point. That is the option. Right? No, no I want the, the option. That's the server and stuff, right? Like they're just. They have money. It's yeah. not sure, like Sony's like, going broke. If they're seeing that like a 0.01% of people are still then using hire the functionality. Two people to hi- then hire two people to handle it. People need jobs right now, Matt. There's no <laughs> excuse. All right. It's. It's also about game history preservation. If this media is to be considered an art form, it's got to be treated like an art form. There are entire freaking societies and universities and places dedicated to film preservation, book preservation. Uh, Mm -hmm. Why is there no game preservation situation? Games are so technology dependent that if we don't have ways to preserve them, then like we're just going to lose all this history. 
Because like once we stopped like making VHS tapes, we put all that shit on DVDs. And then once mm-hmm. you stop using DVDs, you put it on streaming sources or ways to download it. But there's no way to get a lot of these games, you know? So I, I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm a purist or whatever. I don't even no, know what a that lot, means. There's, but there's a lot of people that, I, that share your viewpoint, Destiny. Like that was a very common reaction to it. Like for me, meh. Like if I I already own the games that I want to play and they're not taking my, my away my access from playing those games. But like, there's nothing new coming to the store. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no massive reason why like I'm not in a year from now, I'm going to be like, you know what? I really want to play that PS3 game that I haven't thought about or played in 10 years. I have to go. But some people do like some people replay games and they enjoy it. Like, you know, well, a game a, that they like grew up playing. Yeah. Like I still play like freaking fucking street, Streets of Rage 2, and that was, like, on Sega. It was yeah. on Sega, Matt. I Sega. understand that, but, like, if you own so, the game, then you can still play it. They're not taking yeah, away your ability yeah, to play well, the I game. Yeah, well, I can play it on Steam, but I can't play it on the other system anymore because, like... But I yeah. would love to play it on the other system. I think the thing is, is that, like, they're not losing anything by keeping it up, really. Money. That's it. Not it's enough. A, I, yeah, we don't know I don't feel how like it's much... enough money. We don't know how much it actually costs. I don't think I any three of us actually. I don't. I don't want to make a claim because I don't know. I don't think any, either of us. I'm making any claims. Of us <laughs> no. Um, I'm counting how much the it claim. costs to keep. How, how I'm, much it I'm making to, claims because I just don't think it would cost that much to keep it up. I'm yeah, sorry. They they either. Sony owns so much shit. They own so much shit. They are constantly rolling in the money. Like. Come on. And there, like I said, there are certain games, and this is why I don't want to go digital only in the future, because there will be certain games that are only playable digitally that were released like arcade-style games, indie games that were PS3 exclusive or whatever. The only way to ever buy them would be have an active PlayStation 3 store. You know, subscription, whatever. Not subscription. Have, God damn it. Have the Preserve the games. I understand what you mean. Yeah. 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 There are games Preserve that disappear games. in history. I don't want to lose these games. So then go. So you have until July second. Or make 2nd. their fucking, or make their systems backwards compatible. Yeah, that too. Yep. Well, if you are looking to pick up something from that era, do so before July second and August twenty seventh, because then you won't be able to. But anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let's quickly mosey on through our last two stories the the first one ghost of tsushima movie from john wick director in development this is coming from ign from matt perslow according to a new report from deadline uh chad stahelski john wick director will be making a new uh, ghost of tsushima movie he is going to work alongside producers alex young and jason spitz from the company 8711 entertainment Peter Kang of game developer Sucker Punch Productions will oversee the project on behalf of the studio, which will serve as executive producers. Darren, are you stoked on a Ghost of Tsushima movie? I am so stoked to watch it when it never comes out. You think so? There are so oh, many game movies that get announced <laughs> and just like never come out. So like, uh, like I am actually shocked that Uncharted is coming out because... I think what like so Last of Us Two that's coming out as well. That's going to be coming for was it HBO Max or whatever that's doing that one. Yep. Uh, yep. But there was like a, a Metroid movie that was announced that never came out. A Bioshock movie that was announced that never came out. Um, 
what else was there there's like a whole bunch of like old school arcade style games that were like films that were announced that never come out like there's not a good the halo movie announced and never came out so many games get allegedly like started production and just for various reasons never actually materialize because there's i don't actually think there's a huge market for video game movies they don't they're risky they don't really make a lot of money historically i think i think that sony is going to gear up like they've announced another couple of movies as well like a twisted metal thing and there's something else i think they're getting ready to push harder and harder in that direction um i think this game actually lends itself pretty easily to be a movie uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't. I didn't mention about yeah. the quality, but I think it would yeah. be a good movie. Yeah, I think it, it it can translate. I really want the actor from the game to be the actor for the movie. I know that won't happen. Um, his name was uh, Daisuke Tsuji. He's an actual actor, and he did all the mocap for the game, and like he was the you know the the voice actor, um, mm-hmm. the dub version. That of the makes um, too much sense, Matt. They're not going to do that. Yeah, I know Sony te- technically like tends to go for bigger Hollywood names for their video game movies, so like I don't think that'll happen. I hope it does, but I don't see it going that way. Well, if they um, do use him, they'll just like get like a white guy who has a really big name to be in it too. That's how they do. It. Yeah, that's not no, even me right. trying to be funny. That's what yeah. they do. No, I know. Yep, I laugh because it's true. Yeah, it'll be some white guy named Scarlett Stupid Johansson. Hollywood. Tom Cruise. I love him, her, them in every movie that him, her, them has ever made. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Like that's all we we have an announcement. We have nothing else. And our very last story, because I know this is going to tug at Darren's heart. Pokemon Go developer Niantic is making a Pikmin game. This is coming from Eurogamer from Tom Phillips. A new Pikmin mobile game is in the works from Pokemon Go developer Niantic. Nintendo and Niantic announced they will work together on multiple new projects, the first of which will be a mobile AR Pikmin experience due to release in 2021. Darren, Pikmin is coming. It's coming to your phone. You're going to go outside and find some Pikmin. Does this do anything for you? I mean, I'd rather have Pikmin 4, but uh, I guess I'll, I'll take a Pikmin mobile game. I think that's kind gotta of... got to compromise sometimes. Yeah, I got to compromise. Um... It's kind of crazy that they decided to make a Pikmin game because, like, Pikmin's not one of Nintendo's more popular franchises. So it's yeah. the fact that it's getting like a Niantic style like AR game. Did they confirm it's going to be an AR game? Yeah. Like, I don't really think there's a lot that you can do with that as well. So I'm kind of confused more than excited. Uh, I've never really played Pikmin, but like pick the Pikmin themselves aren't really known for having a ton of personality and like defining characteristics outside of the different colors that they have. Like they're like lemmings. That's not true. Okay. (laughs) Let me tell you, all of the Pikmin have very different personalities. The yellow ones are a little bit jumpier. The red ones are more brave. No, no, no. I the... no. That's what I'm saying. Outside of like the color separation, right? Like red is different oh, than okay. yellow. But like two red Pikmin aren't that different, are they? No, they look like identical. this. Not this fucking no, red no, no. Pikmin is feels this way about this, and this red Pikmin like likes Pepsi. 
Yeah, well, I think... You should have just let him continue his rant, because that was great. Let me tell you about the motherfucking rainbow of Pikmin. (laughs) They all have diverse personalities, don't you fucking slander? the yellow one is obviously more jumpy. Like, get it together. Stupid. Um, I think in the... In the game, um, they're focused less on collecting Pikmin and more on collecting, like, real-world objects. So I think that's what the game's going to be based around. Like, you'll find, like, a Duracell battery. Or you'll find, like, an orange. And you'll find, like, a bottle cap. Um, so, and so Niantic's going to be like, hey. really fun. Niantic's going to be like, you want a pencil? Go walk four kilometers. Fuck yeah, no. Basically. No, thank you. I better be collecting Pikmin or I'm not going to fucking play shit. Yeah, but like you said, there's no pull to collecting Pikmin because they all look the same. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to give them personalities or different defining characteristics. Maybe this Pikmin's missing an eye. Is this a this, fu- this is a game on the phone, right? Yeah, yeah like a Pokemon a Go game. style. Walk around. You have to actually. They're not going to give them more the- personality. No, this Pikmin has a hat. <laughs> like I'm serious. Like I really do think that's what they're going to do. They're like, here is baseball cap red pikmin here is fucking chef hat yellow pikmin it's it's going to be so because when you collect the object it's not just like this is a pencil like they give them like weird names like uh uh, orange is called a citrus lump and like the duracell battery is called like the alien power booble or whatever i don't know they give them like really weird booble i don't know they call it booble <laughs> give them weird Michael names Buble. yeah so. so okay so you think you're going to be collecting objects not pikmin yeah i think that's wrong. what you do in the real that's what, that's what you do in the real game Ooh, well. let's make a wager let's make a bet we already I have think like you're gonna be three collecting- bets on the backlog we're gonna work on this because matt doesn't do what he's supposed to do it takes that's- him too long that's because nobody's given me the terms and qualifications of the things that I need to do. What? We oh my said. god. Very definitive word. <laughs> we have. Multiple times. What? Katamari Damasi. How? Matt, I'll you get... make time and Darren will figure out how yeah. to make you play it. He's going to clean your controllers and get me to play Katamari. But that's uh, not until I get there. Yeah. So, okay. Darren... You think it's going to be objects. I think it's going to be Pikmin that you're going to be okay. running around and collecting, right? Like, I'm, and I'm talking like you're going to see Pikmin pop up on the map and you're going to be like, oh, there's a red Pikmin. I'm going to go get that one. And you think mm-hmm. there's going to be like on the map, there's going to be like a battery and you're going to be like, got to go get that thingamagog. Bobble. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's what I think. The Michael Blue Bay battery. Mm. Blue Bay. Uh, okay. What, what, are the, what are the terms and conditions of this wager? Let's, let's decide and then wrap the show up. <sighs> Oh, I had something I wanted to say that was news that Jackie told me. I don't know if we talked about it, but Diablo 2 is being resurrected. Oh, yeah. yeah. We never mentioned that. They're doing like That's a remaster. Really that was back at like BlizzCon, I think. Yeah, Diablo 2 is coming mm. back. Do you like that? Was it. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> news with Destiny. Um, Darren, <laughs> let's say this. Uh, the loser has to has yes, to do Matt, something. Pick something that you won't do. Ah, something I won't do. Um, 
I'm just saying when I'm told what to do and how to do it, uh, you know, I'll do these things. But let okay, we'll work out the details and we'll on ne- on on the next show we'll we'll iron out we'll we'll make the bet the bet public. We should let Mr. Midas pick. I think he would enjoy that. Pick what you have to do. Yeah, Darren's Darren. <laughs> You don't I'm seem okay with that, but that's okay. No, I'm, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good with that. All right. Well, we'll we'll figure out conditions. We'll go from there. But that has been the episode of the show. We ran long today. Dang. But that's what talking about anxiety and Pikmin will do to us. Um, if you liked what you heard, please go check it out over on YouTube. Throw us a sub. We're almost at 100 subs. Finally, we're only like five away, guys. We're almost there. And then go check out our other series called Hey, Did You Hear where we talk about some new stuff like a new Rocket League game and some Monster Hunter stuff. Go check out the show there. Check out the podcast over on YouTube for our beautiful faces and on any major podcast provider. Thank you so much for the support. We love it a lot. And show it even more. Get it out there even more. We want more. We're greedy motherfuckers. But that's how we roll. Darren, thank you for joining me. Destiny, it's been lovely as always. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Deuces. Later. 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 Bye. That was so in sync. (laughs) I think, like, damn it. (laughs) Sorry.